This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! He's going to go out of here. That's a big tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and youth basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Well, 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 well. Once more, it's Taco Tuesday. We have come to a conclusion that we're able to say it and talk about it. Taco John's has released their hold, stranglehold, that is, on the word taco tuesday so it is a free for all to be able to use it is a taco tuesday here on the block 93.7 the ticket at ticketfm.com austin and and Eastrick here for you two to four every day we are now on the stream thank you on the stream those who are tapped in by way of twitch facebook twitter uh x or YouTube, we appreciate you guys for joining us here on the block as well we're going to get into some husker football right now i think uh austin we have exhausted as much of the conversation that we can about what week one and week two was, mm-hmm. it, it, it was like a, a bad movie. It was like I said on the stream before going to watch Blair Witch Project and <laughs> seeing just that debacle of a movie and how much they got us. I feel tricked. I feel I feel like I went in and I paid my my uh, uh, admission fee and I didn't get what I was coming to see. But in the meantime, in between time, they're now able to come home. It has been a tough road stretch for them. They find their way back in Memorial Stadium this weekend against a Northern Illinois team that can be dangerous if you don't come to play and you find yourself doing a lot of the things that you've done in the first two weeks. So with that in mind, Austin, let's talk about it a little bit. What's um, what's some of the things that as you looked at these first two weeks that one are correctable are fixable? for the Husker football team and how they can use these next two weeks in order to make sure that they prepare themselves not to get embarrassed at home against Michigan. I'm going to focus on the next two weeks part, right? Because I think this is a chance where you can't let your guard down, but you can kind of catch your breath a little bit Mm -hmm. to some degree. The next two opponents both went three and nine last year. They weren't very good. Um, We'll learn more about Louisiana tech you know, in a couple of weeks, they snuck by FAU or FIU yeah. rather, you know, in a game that they only allowed four passing yards. It was still 22 to 17. They're beatable. Northern Illinois went on the road to Boston College. 
another not very good power five team and got a win before coming back home and losing to Southern Illinois, who doesn't even play FBS football. That's an FCS team. So both of these teams will present their challenges, but are also, like you talked about yesterday, opportunities for Nebraska to really, you know, kick that door down, right? Not just kind of sidle through. So these next two weeks are those opportunities to, to build confidence. I think this is the weeks you'd like to see, you know, just how, how complex can we get? What can our guys handle that we can get away with? That would be the wrong approach. Simplify, simplify, simplify. This is an opponent. You should be uh, generally speaking more athletic than you should be bigger, faster, stronger than go back to the fundamentals, go back to the basic, basic, just tenants of offense and defense, figure out who you are. I think we know what the defense is. It's multiple. It's solid. I'm less worried about that group. But for the offense, what can that group hang its hat on? What are its, you know, five, six plays, whatever it needs, you know, to stay on schedule or to get back on schedule that they know they can call these five or six plays. Guys are going to be in the right spot at the right time doing their job. To me, strict these next two weeks are the perfect opportunity to figure that out. Mm -hmm. Because then you get Michigan. That's a big one. You have a short week going to Illinois, who we know has had its challenges, but it's still better than Nebraska right now. And then you're halfway through the season. That's it. You know, you have these next four weeks and that's halfway through the season. It's going to fly by as much as it feels like a drag sometimes. Then Northwestern, Purdue, critical stretch right there leading into Michigan State, Maryland, Wisconsin, Iowa to end the year. There's not really another chance you can say, okay, yeah, we can turn around and reevaluate. It has to happen now. That sense of urgency has to be taking place this week. And really, I think Jay would tell you in these next couple of days uh, across Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe Thursday, Friday with the walkthrough, Saturday and the game day. So for me, the sense of urgency, if it wasn't high to begin the year, it has to be at its highest right now. Yeah. When I, when I look at this team, I mean, there was a lot of things that we just that were unknown to us. Right. We didn't know how Jeff Sims was going to fare. We didn't know which running back was going to emerge. We didn't know what the, why we knew there was a lot of them. We just didn't know who was going to come for. We had hopes that maybe a Billy camp or somebody like that would emerge and become like Trey Palmer. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what the defense was going to look like. There was a lot of unknowns coming into this thing. And now we find ourselves 0-2 coming back home uh, with a stretch to be able to figure it out. I think it's a thing that goes back to identity. Mm-hmm. who are you mm-hmm. who are you and who are you going to be who do you want to be I thought you started to see a little bit of it out of the Colorado game I I still go back to the fact that I believe that the mishaps the mistakes and the turnovers took away the game plan that was absolute that was actually working, working mm-hmm. right because then you had to change it you had to, to make adjustments you had to try you then then you're on a short uh, clock now in certain situations. So you had to do things that you didn't necessarily have to do if you were able to just maintain uh, the exchanging field position. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think this is an identifying week for the offense. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Tell me, show me, become who you're going to be for the rest of the year. I still think there's a chance that this team can turn it around and make it for good. So we'll we'll see how that turns out. Tell me is one thing, show me is another. There you go. These are show me weeks. Absolutely. Let's let's start with the offense. I like that you went there. 
uh, to the YouTube stream. Again, any thoughts, what's fixable, what's not fixable for Husker football these next couple weeks. Let us know if you're watching on the stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter. We'll see your comments there or text us 402-464-5685 on the Sarder Heyman text line. Rob watching on YouTube. Appreciate you tuning in there. Rob asks, does it make more sense for Sims to figure it out against Northern Illinois or to see what we have with Harvard and Purdy? We touched on this a little bit on Monday, Strick. We didn't get much of an update, if any, on Jeff Sims's availability, the health of that ankle. That ankle. Mm-hmm. So that's the the number one determining factor. If the ankle is bad enough, I think this is a week you can probably afford to sit him. But I also think that if he's healthy and you sit him, you know, under the, the guise of we're being careful with his ankle, I don't think that's the way to go. Because from what we've heard from the coaches, Jeff Sims doesn't pull this crap in practice. Mm-hmm. You know, he handles the ball well. He, he doesn't just fumble snaps or miss handoffs or throw, you know, bad interceptions, right? We don't get those reports. Now, the coaches would never tell us that bluntly, but we'd be able to read between their lines um, to some degree. I think they're being honest when they say they don't see this Jeff Sims in practices, which is what makes it so exasperating when it gets into games. I know these next two games aren't at the same intensity level, at the same stakes level as opening with a conference game and then going to 20, 30, 40, 50 year rival Mm -hmm, in week mm -hmm. two with all the hype around it. But the sense of urgency has to be there. And every week that Jeff Sims prepares as a starter, I think is the feather in his cap gets him closer. And if his issues aren't in practice, then he has to iron them out, iron them out in, in games. games. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have games like Northern Illinois in Louisiana Tech coming up. So to yeah. me, you hope that Jeff Sims doesn't, you know, have to worry about his ankle, that he's good to go, that he plays well. You can play him two and a half quarters. And you can have the best of both worlds. You can see if Jeff Sims figures some things out and you can cut Harburg and Purdy loose in the second half if you're up big enough like the last time these two teams played. Yeah, I I mean, when you also take a look at different teams right now, right? Um, You know, who are they out there? Where are they out there? But my question is, is it possible for Nebraska – during this time frame with the ankle um there's kind of some outs on that um to look at nebraska because there's some 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 teams out there that are that have this system um is it successful can it be i think michigan showed that it's possible um but do you look at possibly how would a two quarterback system work at nebraska do you think it's feasible or not the reason I say this is I, I think you look at Jeff Sims as and he's not him. Let's let's just be honest. He's not him. Travis Hunter. He's not him. But I think you may you have an athlete who has the abilities to do multiple things. Do you look at just figuring out ways to get him touches the ball outside of the decision making process? And maybe one of the other guys may just be a better at, you know decisions in some instances there are some trick plays that you can throw if you have a quarterback in there who has those and and i'm not i'm not saying go gimmicky i'm just saying is this is this a time to maybe assess whether or not a two quarterback system works for you because these first two games just it just didn't look good and so when is the mark that's that's where Mm -hmm. i'm going to continue to go back to what is the mark to where you say we need to make an adjustment personally 
I think it needs to be within these next two games. If it's not next game, if you see another bad showing, multiple turnover situations, I think you need to start looking at the at least by the next game before you get to Michigan. Otherwise, I think you're going to be in trouble. If you're going to decide if you want to do a two-quarterback system, I think you're absolutely right. This is the week. These are the weeks to try it. My only issue when it comes to Nebraska specifically with it is if you're going to play two, if you're going to play Jeff Sims and one of the others, what happens to the third? Because it sounds like Chubba Purdy had started to separate himself, but he's been banged up. Mm. So do you do Jeff Sims and Heinrich Harburg, who are more similar than Jeff Sims and Chubba Purdy? Are you playing quarterbacks one and three? I mean, Chubba played last week, maybe it wasn't 100%, but it sounds like he was well on his way to securing that quarterback two job. If he's not healthy, is it is it worth it? I, I don't know. Yeah. But again, that's on the coaching staff to know and figure out. The other thing I think is important when you when you make a move like that, Strick, because that's a big deal, right? That, that's a big deal to have one of your guys wearing a single digit, you know, now have to split time as the starting quarterback. Matt Rule, Marcus Satterfield, whatever coaches Jeff Sims and these other quarterbacks trust and relate to the most, have to have a 100%, no doubt about it, this is what the locker room is feeling since. There, will, there could be a moment, right, that... The time is right, you know, to pull the plug on the Jeff Sims experiment, go to a two quarterback system, you know, completely switch jobs. There might be that moment. But if you pull that plug at the wrong moment and stuff goes off the rails like it did in 2019, like it did in 2021, you're no further along than you were to begin with. So it's a delicate situation. It it is. And and it's one that really you don't have an answer for. I mean, like you're saying, it's similar to like um, a scientist or like your boy Doc Brown and Back to the Future <laughs> going in and trying to figure out time travel, right? It's like there's there's different things that you're trying to figure out, test. Um, you know, sometimes the the ble- the the, the uh, beakers they blow up, and sometimes they settle down, and sometimes it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in year one of a team that now doesn't seem to have an identity or direction. Not saying you go gimmicky, but also saying you 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 you're trying to figure out and find out in this experiment what you know combinations, what situations best for you or suited for you, who is who and who is what and who can do and who can go where. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of placing, you know, um, strategic pieces on a chessboard trying to figure out how to trap the enemy and win the game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just kind of, I don't know what's right. I don't know what's wrong. And it's, it definitely is a scientific experiment right now in year one for the Huskers and Matt rule. Texture 1231 says, let's be realistic. Jeff Sims is a perfect eye formation quarterback. Your thoughts first straight. Um, I, I personally think he's, I don't think he's a, a a shotgun drop back in the pocket. I think he's a move him around type of guy. I think he's a I think he's a guy that you slide out of the pocket, roll a little bit. You've got two routes on that side, maybe a delay from the tight end to give you three at at three different levels. Maybe someone on a on a deep uh, comeback to an out at ten yards, so you got a, a twenty yard deep. Uh, out the uh the slot guy maybe on a, a curl or an out and then a delay into the flat where you're running if 
you know, rolling and running. And then if nothing's there, run the ball. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. moving him around just straight in the pocket, straight, you know, play action. Uh, That, that doesn't seem to be him because that, that, that puts you in the middle of the field. One, two, three, you know, I don't, I don't see him getting to a third. You know what I mean? It right. just his his head seems to stay pretty locked on one side of the field, mm-hmm. or um, not unless you know he's got somebody working on the backside, like on on everything flowing this way. You've got a tight end coming out working backside where your eyes stay here. You know, backside tight end depending on what the coverage is, it may be open. So I don't I don't know, man. I'm 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 still think he needs to be moving or some sort. Now, you guys help me four zero two four six four five six seven or on the stream to help me. Do you think he throws well off the run? There's another, you know, open question. You know what I mean? It seems to me as he's moving, sometimes he his footwork is not good enough. He doesn't get enough zip on the ball. That leads him to throw ball short inside where it should be outside. So his accuracy then comes into play there too. So it's I, I, I'm I'm my mind is blowing up trying to figure that out too. The interceptions against Minnesota came in a a a busy, a dirty pocket. The interception he tried to throw to Thomas Fedoni was on the run. And if the first guy didn't intercept it, the second guy was going to. Mm-hmm. I think it's less about pocket versus on the move more so than can you limit the number of decisions to some degree, right? I mean, one, two, go. One, two, maybe three, mm-hmm. go like you're saying. Um, to what 1231 is saying too, Nebraska hasn't been that good out of the eye formation so far this year they tried it against minnesota they did it a couple times against colorado where i thought it would have been more effective but strick i don't think these guys have played that much i formation football mm-hmm. in their past right you look at your fullbacks barrett liebentritt getting on the field uh the notre dame transfer janarin bonner hasn't done a whole lot that's a guy i've expected more from these first couple weeks i don't think nebraska is comfortable out of the i formation i think they're miscommunications i think it's just so foreign to them to me, when Nebraska has looked the best has been, yeah, Jeff Sims under center with two tight ends and a running back. You still have two guys split out wide. You have your, your two tight ends. Maybe there's one on each side. Maybe you're, you're heavy one way. But where he can go play action off of that, or you can run some misdirection, you know, kind of pin pull some, some different guys. That's where Nebraska has looked the best, more so than your traditional eye formation. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. That's what looked good. Definitely counteraction, getting those those guards and tackles pulling a little bit, whamming, blocking with tight end on some movement. Um, you know, definitely you saw a lot of motion with with some wham blocking and stuff like that. That that seemed to be working. Allowed those guys to get up and, and find areas in the in uh, off tackle just off the end, uh, in many many stretch, not not typical stretch, but just kind of a mini stretch with a possible cutback. You saw those those opened up pretty well, but they just had to go away from it. Obviously once the, you know, the, the turnover bug hit and they weren't able to stay too uh, true to form to what was working. And, and by the time you try to get back to it, that clock is, is, is not your, your uh, friend, it's your enemy now. So um, hopefully that won't be a case when we, when this, these games come off this uh, next week. Uh, Claytonia, John, I don't know if I could do better. I appreciate the compliment, though. I'd be willing to give it a shot. Um, I'd have to go back for a, a graduate degree of some sort. I didn't play it down, though, so I still got all my eligibility as far as I know. Um, on the YouTube stream, Vince Watson said, Sims is a great athlete. I just think when it comes to game time, it's too much for him mentally. That's what it looks like. I mean, you can tell he's athletic, 
but it feels very seven on seven or, Hey, you were the best player at our high school. We didn't have anyone else. You got to put all, put it all on your shoulders. Nebraska needs a quarterback, not just someone taking snaps. That's a fact. What else could I say? I mean, you're absolutely right. We need look and let's look, let's be real about it. Just go down the list. Um, Teams with good, effective, or elite quarterbacks are the most successful in the college football game. Mm-hmm. And the NFL game. And it, it, it's, it translates. Mm-hmm. And so, you, yes, it, it's okay to have a athlete, but at the same time, the game is so complex. Schemes are so good. Regular running type of quarterbacks can be stopped. Um, so you, you, you're going to, they're not going to let you beat you them. They're not going to let you beat them by way of an athletic way. If you're a good team, Mm -hmm. they're going to make you do what you don't want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Unless you impose your will. But, um, I don't think we're that type of a team that we can impose will yet. And And even if we get there, I don't know. We'll see. That's the question. Can you become that team that imposes your will in the next two weeks? I don't know if you can. I think you can take steps in that direction. I think the offensive line is a good spot to go with that point as well, Strick. The offensive line, I think we saw sometimes against Minnesota and especially against Colorado has an athleticism disadvantage, right? Sometimes Colorado was firing off the ball quicker than Nebraska could react. Um, Colorado's guys swimming, juking linemen right off the snap. But that was just just a handful of snaps. More often than not, it seemed like communication issues, right? Guys just not knowing what their assignment was. <laughs> you would hope communication would be able to get cleaned up in these next two games. You would hope you could watch enough film and, and learn enough terminology or assignment in two weeks that you can stop making the stupid mistakes. But how long have we seen Nebraska's offensive line not be able to just do the simple things well repeatedly, which makes me wonder if it actually is fixable in two weeks. I saw a lot of six cents action out there. If you know, you know, those listening, if you know, six cents, the guy has his blanket pulled up up to his chin. The young man says, I see dead people. And uh, there's ghosts everywhere. They were blocking. In some instances, they were blocking ghostly figures. I don't know what they saw, but whoever the guy was, whoever the guy was in front of them uh they ran past him as if he wasn't there and there was some other ghostly figure that was on the inside and you're going and you're blocking air and i'm like this guy's the one making the tackle you didn't even chip him you didn't touch him and he literally comes in and makes a play there was a lot of that going on as you say probably about those four or five plays in which i definitely know i saw absolutely the offensive line hasn't been as abysmally atrocious as the reputation it got last year, it needs to take a step up. Things that I don't think need to be fixed on the offense are running backs and tight ends. They're fine. They're there. You'd like more out of them, but there's only so much they can do. One thing on the offense that I don't think is fixable in the next two weeks or the rest of the year strict is the wide receiver room. Even if you add a, you know, a Jalen Lloyd, a Malachi Coleman, a Jaden Doss to that mix, those guys are better athletes than the guys starting in front of them. I just think this is a limited wide receiver group. You're not going to magically get more athletic over the next two weeks. You're not going to magically get, you know, quicker footwork, get better releases off the line Mm -hmm. in the next two weeks. 
pretty much every position group on the offense, you know, has something to get better at. I'm just not sure what that path to improvement is for the wide receivers. You're on point. I, I, and the, and hinge the, uh, the doubt as to how much better we can get. I think it's there for the taking. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a matter of who and what room wants to take the initiative and the charge. Right? right. If you see that there's something lacking, something missing, which room are you is going to step up? You know, who is it going to be? Mm-hmm. It, it don't even have to be a whole room. Just who in the room? Right. Right. <laughs> is it right. going to be right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm hoping to see, man. Because it's right now I still have no clue. I don't have any clue. You don't have any clue. Don't know if Jeff Sims has any clue. Who knows if Garrett McGuire has a clue uh, yeah. at this point. I'm telling you, Austin, I I look back, and, and again, this is where it comes. This whole thing comes full circle, and it really just smacks me right in my face like a pie that, you know, the clowns <laughs> throw in your face, mm-hmm. right? Is when we're in a two-minute drill. And Jeff Sims is running and we got a couple things going. We're moving a little bit. And I don't know. I can't remember if we had a timeout or we didn't, but it was about 11 seconds left. And he's calling a play and he's kind of walking kind of half slow. He's looking around trying to see where the lineman is. And the clock is still ticking and had no clue that the clock was about to run out. Like not even a quick snap. Let's go get this one play. Lackadaisical. Uh, it was it was so that and that and that's what I think the issues are. Well, on the flip side of that, running out of bounds with 58 seconds to go mm-hmm. and not making Colorado use its last time out. Mm-hmm. Little things like that that go so far. So much awareness and lack of it. Let's uh since we're on stream, let's finish this conversation out before we we go to break because our next segment's gonna be off of football on the defense trick. Is there anything that you think needs to be, you know, drastically fixed? Is there anything that you don't think will get better in the next two weeks? Where are you at with improvement from the defense? Um, I, I, I still think they're putting some pieces back in there. Obviously, Heinrich coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you saw some great things out of like Lynn Hart on the edge. They're going to continue to expand, expand on that, exp, mm-hmm. you know, expound on that. Um he hadn't really heard much out of Ty Robinson, right? He was suspended for the first half of Colorado. Yeah. He comes back and he, he was fine. Yeah. The second half. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It like, you know, where, where are we going to see guys taking that next step? I mean, you, you would have hoped Sherman, you would have hoped borders or somebody like that, you, you know, names that you thought probably could have mm-hmm. been that. Um, again, I like what I see out of Omar Brown. Mm-hmm. I, I like his abilities and, and some of the things I think Hartzog is kind of on a roller coaster ride. Like he's down there at worlds of fun. Um, <laughs> he some, is tall enough to ride though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think the most consistent person has been, you know, um, Q mm-hmm. as far as in the secondary, I think he's just been mo- the most consistent. Uh, so hopefully they'll get consistency uh, all the way across the board just on the defensive side of things and that'll continue to make them get better and grow stronger. It to me it's all about turnovers these next two weeks. I think Nebraska has to force at least four turnovers over these next two games combined for me to think they have a shot to do it against power five opponents, right? Mm-hmm. I talked about that a little bit on Monday. That's the next step for this team's uh defense to go from solid or good 
to, hey, they can they can maybe steal Nebraska a game or two is creating turnovers. Rocky Lombardi at quarterback for Northern Illinois. We've seen him before. He was the quarterback in the 9-6 snow game. Michigan State came here in. I don't think he's all that great, right? I get it. He went to Michigan State, but I'm not overly impressed with Rocky Lombardi, uh, his ability to throw the ball. He'll run some. You got to be aware of that. Nebraska hasn't really faced that, how I think Northern Illinois will use him. And Hank Bachmeyer traveling from Boise State down to Louisiana Tech. He's solid. He's fine. I, I, I thought he was okay at Boise. But again, a little bit of a propensity to give the ball away. So if you get a couple turnovers each game, it'll tell me the ability to do that against power five teams is probably in there somewhere. You just got to tease it out to me strict though. The biggest improvement that I think would help this team um, on the defense and special team side of the ball is Brian Bushini punting. Mm -hmm. I had a good game against Minnesota and then just just lost it. At least against Colorado. Mm -hmm. uh, There was at least two real bad shankers. Yeah, they got to figure that out because you you helped yourself and you're going to need to be a field position changing type of unit mm-hmm. in the punt game. Like you if you can't move the ball and you get in a, in, in, in tough uh, waters and you're on your side of the field, you need to be able to turn it. And you got you can't shank balls and leave the ball at the 40s giving short fields. You just can't do it. If that's going to be the type of team you have to be kind of Iowa style, you need more from your punter, which sounds ridiculous to say. You shouldn't mm-hmm. want more out of your punter. It's great that Brian Buscini's landed a few punts inside the 20. Let's start landing those inside the 10, mm-hmm. you know, and then get a lucky roll inside the five. Right now, he's averaging just a hair over 40 yards per kick. He said he wanted to be up in that 43 range. He's got some work to do. Um, are you worried at all about Tristan Alvano? He, he's one for two on the season. Um, no, no. I think he. I, I think he's shown he's got a good leg. I think the miss that he missed wasn't a bad miss. Mm-hmm. It just didn't turn over and you know keep going. I think he'll. I think he'll keep getting better because he, he's definitely got the leg. Mm-hmm. He's got a great leg. So, you know, it, it, that's the one thing you can't. Uh, change he doesn't look like he's got a snap hook guy he's very confident in getting through the ball just you know making the slight adjustments you know as far as his footwork to make sure it's it you know he's he's more accurate and nebraska's you know taken three or four opportunities away from him with bad turnovers so i'm with you i'm i'm not worried let's talk some hoops next segment feel like it's been a while since we've talked some basketball that's where we're going to turn the conversation it's not good there either it's not necessarily (laughs) but uh we can fix it we got, we got thoughts. We got solutions. We'll talk some hoops here on the block next. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.